their offensive line, nicknamed the Hogs by line coach Joe Bugle, began to control the tempo of the game with a play called 50 Gut. Joe Jacoby and Russ Grimm, the two Hogs that time with the big blocks. John Riggins, the diesel getting warm. Drag up that diesel. Oh, um, um, um. Let's go diesel. Um. Good afternoon and welcome to another 50 Gut Blog Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Paul Williams, and I'm joined today by my co-hosts, Corey and Cliff. Fellas, was good? What's going on, bro? Same old, same old. Actually, it's a Victory Monday, actually. It is a Victory Monday. Uh, and what can best be described as just an ugly game between two bad teams, but a Victory Monday is a Victory Monday. I'll take it. The least exciting NFL game of the week. What a Right. Win's a win. I, I found myself after the game being as as if we had just lost. I was just kind of like, oh, well, that's nice. Well, I mean, let's we should tell the people that towards the end of the game, you actually were rooting for us to lose. Cause I was not drafted. rooting for us to lose. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Cliff, back me up, Cliff. Damn, damn, Corey. You... <laughs> he was, though. Was I wasn't though. rooting for us to lose, but I'm, I'm going to find a silver lining to aim there and find a silver, a silver lining for this one. If we lose, I, the draft yeah, picks stays intact. This is what I don't get. <laughs> lose last week. Everyone cares, right? After uh-huh. lose last week. Uh-huh. Win. Everybody's like, who cares? <laughs> it doesn't matter. Redskins Nation. That's what they do, man. Uh, Good. Oh, this shit makes me, it made it like last week just makes me even more annoyed thinking about it. But I will say I'm glad we got a win just to kind of quiet the noise, because if they had lost, Ringling Brothers would have been live. At Redskins Park. But the bright side is now no one cares about these last two games. Uh-huh. No one's going to care about the Christmas Eve game. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think everybody's in the clear now. Unless sources start talking again. I think hey. Oh, sources just, will start talking again. Just just give it a week. Just like what we were talking about earlier before we got on this podcast. Somebody on Twitter, they're talking about with the news about Jerry Richardson. And we'll get to that very shortly. But the news of Jerry Richardson coming out, don't be surprised if members of the media or whoever in DC start doing their due diligence and digging up dirt on Daniel Snyder, trying to get him out of the paint too. Listen, I know people aren't thrilled to have Daniel Snyder as an owner for a variety of reasons, but to hope this man, what, had work misconduct, sexually assaulted, racially abused somebody, like, why would you want that? Why would you like, want that to see- be pinned to our franchise? It's not how even s- that you, do you want it to be pinned to our franchise. It's that you are hoping that somewhere someone has been racially it's pathetic. harassed or sexually harassed it's by pathetic. Daniel Snyder so that you can get another owner. It's pathetic. Right. Sounds like, I, if I'm willing to bet that person is probably rarely subject to either of those things. Absolutely. I'm willing to bet. Right. Because only somebody that's never been racially profiled or sexually assaulted would hope it would happen on somebody else. That's why, ridiculous. I, did, who would even wish? I mean, yes, we don't like Snyder. A lot of people don't aren't fans of Snyder. But please, man, don't you just you just don't wish that upon anyone. Right. Let a, like come on. Bro. Honestly, there's, I think there's, that, there's no words for that. I think that the hate for Snyder at this point is antiquated. I mean, what is your real problem with Snyder at this juncture? He's not overspending. He's not all up in the videos. Diddy and Mace. He's just laying back and letting <laughs> his guys do the thing. Man, we're we're fine that right now. Things oh no, see, great on the field, but that's not his fault. Right. Well, now people's beef is uh, Bruce Allen. Bruce Allen now gets all of the. Mm-hmm. And, you, and you know what? I don't think. I think that's one of the main reasons Snyder wouldn't fire Bruce Allen any damn way. Because now it's Bruce who everybody <laughs> hates. Like, everybody hates Bruce. It's, it's like that old uh, Chris Rock skit when he's talking about George W. Bush. He's like, good, good, people are talking about me. I'm like, that's what you're talking about. <laughs> Bruce Allen, you were the, the new fall guy, you were the new flunky. And you, you just take the heat that was directed to Daniel Snyder. That's your new job. Don't yeah. fire him, Dan. Stay the course. Stay the course. Yes. Well, yeah. picking pants, arranging the Harvest Fest, and taking bullets for Daniel Snyder. That's his. That's what's on his resume at this point. <laughs> the <laughs> Harvest Fest. <laughs> <laughs> nah, so yeah. That's, that's, yeah, we'll get into Jay Richards later, but as far as the season goes, like I said last week, these games don't matter. No. And people pretending like they actually matter, they need to shut that up. Like, I, I, I think the only some of the positives I take from yesterday, Kendall Fuller is a hell of a player. Absolutely. Yep. 
right? He's going against the Hall of Famer, arguably one of the five greatest receivers ever. Mm-hmm. Although, did you guys see that he asked Kendall Fuller if he was going to be golfing in Arizona? I don't know if you guys read that story <laughs> about Fit. Like, apparently, Fitz doesn't really talk trash. He'll just ask people questions. No, right? I, I didn't even I, hear. I, I, I didn't I, see that. I actually, I watched. I don't know if you guys saw, but they had a football life on Fitz, and he actually, yeah, they did discuss that. He basically has discussions about random topics on the field while the plays are going on and everything. It's pretty funny, right? That's and... how you know you're a cold beast. You a cold mm-hmm. beast. He's not in any mode. He's not a psycho. He's not going crazy on the field. He's out there just asking you polite questions and roasting you at the same time, just cooking the shit. So, so, Kendall's brother golfs in Arizona in the off season mm-hmm. a lot. And Fitz sees him out there. So Fitz said, um, asked Kendall Fuller if he's going to be out there golfing in the offseason. Kendall's like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> and he said, Swearinger like went off on Fitz. Like, don't be talking out here. Like, like apparently, Swearinger has said that to Fitz before. Yeah. That he's like, why are you asking people these kind of questions <laughs> in the field? <laughs> like, don't be messing with our young players like that. Y'all, y'all remember yeah, when Ronde Barber had a great game? Ronde Barber asked, or called him Kendall Jenner in the middle of the broadcast. <laughs> that was the level that matched the level of the play on the field. Literally, right? Like that really did. That summed up that game. Him calling him Kendall Jenner. My my older sisters, my older sister, I should say, went to University of Virginia in the mid nineties with the t- the Barber brothers. Mm-hmm. It, those are some wild dudes. I was leaving like that, but what he said, it, it doesn't surprise me. It's just uh, he he is the Five and eight Redskins versus six and seven Cardinals of broadcasters. So, <laughs> I, I mean, he is. Him and Tiki are some. Uh, those are some uh, some uh, rare birds. It, some very is, rare Tiki birds. Bro- is, is Tiki a broadcaster too somewhere? Wasn't he doing it at one point? Not well, on the Tried to do Today Show. Yeah. Ah, yeah, that's right. Remember, he yeah, got fired from right. And then he got. Yeah, because yeah, of the nanny. Yeah, we'll, we'll say that for the Infidelity podcast, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The nanny. Oh, man. Oh, so, man. Um, anyhow, well, well, I mean, since you actually, well, Cliff, you did bring up a good point since Fuller did have a good game. I think the other bright spot from yesterday would have to be our guy, Anthony Lanier. I think we got to mention that. He had a hell of a game. Definitely. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Uh, I like Anthony Lanier a lot, man. I think that he should be getting snaps earlier in the season, especially with like Phil Taylor going down and with Jonathan Allen uh, getting hurt midseason. He, he doesn't provide a whole lot in the run defense game but as a pass rusher he's a really really building block he's something that you could plan to have in the future like something that you can put in on third and long or third and passing mm-hmm. situations and put out there and say go get the quarterback because he's he's really good at that you can tell mm-hmm. that he's really worked on this game mm-hmm. yeah and the thing is we'd expected a lot out of him coming into the season we read a lot about how he was going to help we basically didn't see him he wasn't getting on the field no and now he has five sacks yeah, <laughs> a very quiet five sacks, but, you know, you look yeah. at the end of the season, you're like, wow, he really had five sacks, and he, he needs to play more. He needs to play more. Well, he's going to get plenty of opportunities in these last two preseason games to <laughs> prove, prove that he's, that he's got, ready for next year. We, we got the, the great Brock Osweiler coming into town, so, you know. We do. How would you we guys uh, grade Kirk's performance yesterday? <laughs> I like how it was a complete silence. Dead silence. <laughs> Normally, I can't shut y'all up about Kirk. Now y'all just have nothing to say. Because, I mean, let's be honest. The game, it, it kind of started off pretty easy for Kirk with a short field. Mm-hmm. I mean, he got a quick touch. I don't. I mean, we didn't have any serious drives. We barely had the ball, first and foremost. Yeah. Yeah, I think we had six really and a half minutes in the first half. Yeah, that, yeah. that, was, that was pretty pathetic. Mm-hmm. But, um, I mean, I'm not going to say he played – Poorly, but I'm not going to say he played great as well. No, I mean, he was once again inconsequential. Mm-hmm. I mean, he didn't do anything that stood out. I'm sure Josh Doxon would know, like you know, why there were a few plays where he might have been wide the hell open, didn't get the ball. But Josh Doxon had four targets yesterday. The thing is, it's week 15, and we've been saying this since week one. So unbelievable. I think it's very clear you will not be getting the ball from this quarterback. Well, that's probably why uh, Coach Gruden called a reverse for Dot. And turn into a loss to fourteen because he's trying to get the kid the ball. Hated so it. Apparently the quarter. Sorry, I, I didn't like that call. <laughs> I, I'm with you, but that tells you the coach is trying to get him the ball because apparently the quarterback doesn't want to throw him the ball. Yeah, so. I will say this though. 
I think playing, that's literally all that was. Playing across yeah. from Blaine Gabbert. Blaine Gabbert made Kirk Cousins look like Joe Montana yesterday. Yo, there I was mean, actually – I didn't mean to cut you off, Paul. I don't know if y'all saw it, but there was a story in the post telling Redskins fans that don't like Kirk Cousins. If you didn't see the quarterback play in Blaine Gabbert, think again. Like, Yeah, but you're also talking what? about one extreme versus the other. We're talking about exactly. a competent NFL quarterback, and then there's Blaine Gabbert. Like, right. Blaine Gabbert, <laughs> this man was – what, 16 of 40 yesterday? 16 of 40. His passer rating was like 41 or some nonsense like that. Like, Come on, man. Listen, man. 16 of 40 is incredible in 2017. That is mind-blowingly bad. <laughs> That's like a 1993 Boomer Esiason. <laughs> right. Damn, Boomer, though. <laughs> That's like a Jay Schrader uh, stat line. <laughs> With that Chris Chandler stat line. Right. Jim Drunkenmiller. Out there looking like Tony Eason. <laughs> oh man, oh, that yeah. Billy Joe oh, A. Bear line. Never forget, <laughs> never forget that uh, Sports Illustrated really thought that they could put Blaine Gabbert and Jake Locker on the same cover as Cam Newton's. Like, who's going to be the best quarterback of the 2011 draft? Like, they said it was the toughest choice in football. The toughest choice in football. Like, what? Look, Blaine Gabbert. Stinks. He got benched. He's terrible. Mm-hmm. Drew Stanton yeah. is now starting next week. So when people are like, if, if you think you can just go find another Kirk Cousins, Kirk didn't do shit yesterday. Absolutely nothing. Right. If you want to find another quarterback find... to not do shit, there's plenty of guys out there. So let's not hold this game and say, oh my God, you could have Blaine Gabbert or you could have Kirk Cousins. I was like, well, they both stunk. So I don't know what you're doing. Well, well, we're not going to have way more. Blaine Gabbert. Like, it's, that's not... Colt McCoy is better than Blaine Gabbert. 100%. I don't even think it's really close. Not so, at all. Even Corey, Corey's man Sudfeld is better than Blaine Gabbert. Suddy. Sud. Hey, hey, man, you see Sudfeld's getting a lot of hype out here. <laughs> hey, they they stop that. I, there seems <laughs> said, to be somewhat of a uh, Sudfeld hive forming in Philadelphia, man. People are, are goosing them really, really hard. Man, I, please. I, I don't know. Well, Sud ever really stop has to hit the field for the Eagles, they're, they're done. So, right. Let's be honest. I know you saw your man Nick Rose get picked up by the Chargers today. I'm like, watch him kick for them for the next 12 years, though. He'll, he'll be their that. next Nick Novak. Every kicker that leaves here goes somewhere else, and they just flourish. Right. Oh, my gosh. You, you know damn well that Graham Gano probably sells Daniel Snyder like a, like a fruit basket every Christmas. It's like, thank you for getting me out of there. <laughs> I appreciate it. Well, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Did we – I didn't even realize Hopkins was back until I saw the kick, first kickoff of the game. Right. <laughs> it was caught at the five-yard line. I was like, who the hell kicked that shit? Yeah, um, kicked the ball off, and you see the return man just creeping. I was like, okay, he's at the goal line. He's at the five. He's catching the ball at the nine-yard line. Where the hell is Nick Rose? Oh, he was cut. Oh. <laughs> but, I mean, I guess they gave Hopkins his job back. So, I get it. But it's not like like Hopkins is a free agent next year, though. I mean, it just it seems like it's kind of odd that they did that. To me. Yeah, I, I don't see. I feel. Go ahead. No, go ahead, Paul. No, all I was gonna say is I don't see why you would bring Hopkins back three games left to go in the season and just yeah. on the on the ninety next year just have two kickers, have a guy that you have, have and a guy that has mm-hmm. a lot of problems. But now you're down to, to back to Hopkins and the guy that you liked a lot is on another team. So well, let yeah. him battle it out in camp. Yeah, but there's a Nick Rose. There are a lot of them. I think that's much as clear about kicking. They're just they're everywhere. Nick Rose didn't even have a job. But our boy Hopkins, when's the last time he's made a fifty yard kick or longer? It's been, he's he was struggling pre injury. I think we'll find someone else. I I, we I, we've been saying that since Low Miller though. The original crooked foot. <laughs> Listen, you know why we've been cursed when it comes to kickers? Because they gave our kicker the MVP. I, I knew league. you were gonna say it. I knew it. <laughs> Right. And we should be cursed by kickers from that. <laughs> hey, because they gave the NFL MVP to a, to kicker. a kicker. Right. <laughs> He's the only MVP we've ever had. That is so sad. Oh, my god! And you're right. An NFL kicker got MVP. Lawrence Taylor was probably like, what? In Tarnation? Did y'all get into a kicker? <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's something we got to look up. I want to know, well... Who had great years that year that Mosley won MVP? Because oh, I'm looking that up right now. I don't look understand up that how that MVP happened. voting. That is unbelievable. I would love to be on fly on the wall in the discussion room when they're co- telling votes 
for the league MVP. He's like, okay, we have 20 votes for Joe Theismann, 30 votes for Lawrence Taylor. We have 40 votes for Jerry Rice. Ah, oh, Mark Mosley, the kicker. I'm like, I would have been at the round table like, this, what? This, this man was, I've been kicking in a Timberland boot. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm there just kicking it in, in burgundy and gold Nike boots. Oh, oh my gosh. Yo, I'm kind of blown. You just said our only MVP has been a kicker because now. I mean, these are facts. Cowboy, I know it's a fact, but for Cowboy fans that don't know that, and if they're listening to the pod, I'm sure we're going to hear about this shortly. Shortly. So that year, Marcus Allen led the league in touchdowns and yards for, from scrimmage. Oh, my gosh. Um, Wes Chandler for the Chargers had 1,000 yards receiving in nine touchdowns in eight games. Because this was the, the strike year. Yeah, right? yep. Mm-hmm. And then Dan Fouts, Fouts threw for 320 yards a game in 1982. And they <laughs> gave it to the kicker. And they gave it to the kicker. Hey, shout out Mark Mosley. Yeah, shout out to Mark Mosley. Proud Please of you give me. an MVP to a kicker again in this league. There's no chance. No chance. This is like the setup man winning this, the MVP of, of, of major, like AL MVP. <laughs> the setup man. That is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. <laughs> but we're not lying about that, bro. Since oh, we, man. since he's won it, our kicking, our kickers have been cursed for a while now. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the reason. What's the last kick, good kicker you say we've had on this team? Like the last one you would say that's a hell of a kicker. Like being honest, was it Brett Conway? <laughs> Well, Brett Conway. Is, no, the man. thing is, oh, David Akers. Man, we let David Akers walk, and then he kicked for Philly for like ten years. But that's the thing. We let. Uh, well, I'm not going to say Gano's a great kicker, but Gano's had a solid career. Forbath is in Minnesota kicking his ass off. Gano was super young though when we had him. Mm-hmm. But all these kickers were young when we had him. Swisham, Novak. Yes, yeah, Swisham. We did have Swisham. Swisher House. Yeah, swish a house. <laughs> yeah, we get them young, and then they they kind of struggle because young kickers usually aren't that good, anyways. Mm-hmm. It's like the MVP year; he made twenty of twenty-one field goals. Impressive. What was the what was the season long? Like thirty-eight yards. yards. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody got paid for Mosley to get that MVP. That's one of the most outrageous things ever. That's just fucking crazy. Hmm. Anyway. We'll find a kicker. Not really. We'll we'll find find somebody. When Dustin Hopkins first got here, we thought Dustin Hopkins was so good. Sure did. Well, we tend to do that. The ball's going out of the end zone. Because Forbath all of a sudden couldn't kick the ball at the end zone. (laughs) So, I don't know. We'll find another YouTube sensation like Nick Rose. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody else stand out for you guys yesterday? <sighs> Who else stood out for us? I would say Spade had a good day. Shout out to Galette for getting a sack. Yeah, yeah. Galette, Galette got his sack. Preston Smith. How would we not talk about Preston Smith? Yeah, Preston had a day. That, mm-hmm. That's crazy we didn't mention that. We got to mention the kid Preston. Preston's coming along. He's he coming that. along, man. He'll, he'll pop up every once in a while and just wow you with his ability. And but then he'll just go quiet for weeks at a time. We need more consistency from him. Especially yeah. now, if you're talking about Junior Gallette leaving for Greener Pastures in the coming offseason, you need your guys who are in-house already, guys who are looking for deals to step up and show more consistency. We're going to need him in 2018. Not even to take a shot at the other pass rusher, or I should say our main pass rusher, but where was 91 at yesterday? I'll say it was, this is about 91, because a lot of times in the past couple of years, He's been awful when they boot to his side. He was really good yesterday against the boot. I mean, it was Blaine Gabbert, but still. Doesn't, so that doesn't count. <laughs> yeah. I, I, would, I think a lot of what our – I think our defense had so many people that were able to stand up because they were on the field for 100 plays. Right. And the Cardinals weren't really even moving the ball. It was weird. Yeah. The Cardinals were on the field so much, but they weren't really going anywhere. Because you had Gabbard doing more checkdowns than Cousins. I don't think Gabbard looked beyond 10 yards, honestly. Yeah, no, he's st- and he still was 16 to 40. <laughs> wow. 
pathetic. Right. Gosh. So let's get into this Jared Richardson thing. Uh, obviously, everybody knows what we're talking about. He's putting the team up for sale after some work misconducts, which involved sexual harassment and racial profiling of his employees. See you later, Jerry. Well, not racial profiling. I'm sure. I'm sure he's cool with that too. By the way, but um, just like whatever. I'll go ahead. I'll, I'll go ahead and say. It. Apparently, he was asking his um African American employees to call him Mister Richardson. No, not Mister Richardson. Just Mister. Just Mister. Mister. Mm-hmm. He also uh, apparently. Well, the reports are that he also told his employees to um, what the ones of color to um. They were not allowed to have dread dreadlocks or corn rolls. Um, no tattoos. Kind of like he told his quarterback Cam Newton. You're yes. not gonna come down here and have no tattoos on your and neck. And then on, on, what, on, on casual Fridays, he would go around to the women of the office and have them stand up, do a little pirouette, check out and and, <laughs> and give his uh his uh analysis of them. He would ask women. To give him a foot rub, he asked him if I can shave your legs. Yeah, bro. yeah. The shit, like, this guy's weird as shit, bro. Listen, man. Of course, this man's weird. The man built a stadium in Carolina, and then hmm. put a statue of himself outside the damn stadium. Unbelievable. If that doesn't sum up you personality wise, right? What can sum up someone more than that? Because I, <laughs> we know the kind of people in this country that would do something like that. Cliff, in fact, Cliff. Now that you say that, I mean, because y'all, I did not know he built up. A statue of himself. Why yeah, is it's a statue, a statue of him with the with the Panthers in front of him. You you've never seen that. And we, that's funny because <clears> we <throat> went down there for that game. I do not remember seeing it. Yeah, I well, think I'm they just, just I think they put it up recently. But yeah. there's a statue of just he un- built a statue. Go ahead and unbolt that statue and, and just what? drop it off his house. Clank, clank, clank. Just go ahead and just deliver it to the Richardson household because that thing can't stay there. Nah, it's gotta come down. It's like the Paterno statue. Yeah, right. Rip it down. Shout like- out to all my Nittany Lion fans. But I don't give a damn about your feelings when it comes to that. Yeah, rip it down <laughs> like the Saddam statue. Quick, fast. Okay, a Saddam right. dog. Okay, let's. Oh, let's, <laughs> I said like the Saddam statue. Damn. Let's scale it back a bit. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the question is, I think one of the pressing questions is, hmm. what happens to the Panthers? Who are they going to sell it to? I heard hearing a lot of names. I don't know how many of these are realistic. Obviously, Diddy has been one of the outspoken one so far um one person that was brought today that actually makes a whole lot of sense is oprah because oprah has the cash to buy that team straight up one oprah wants your funky ass oprah, yeah, no, oprah, oprah don't oprah probably what? i'm not saying she wants the team i'm not saying she would even be interested but i'm saying one she has the money for it two i think you're gonna see in the coming f- future and, and maybe you, this is the team that does it that brings in a minority majority owner or female owner and she is both so that would be a, a huge. Second. But here's what? the problem. I mean, I would love it, Paul. Guys, they have to. The other owners have to approve you. That's true. That is correct. You know, they only let. <laughs> oh, they, wow. they just gave you Sadiq Khan. Yeah, yeah. Okay, they, they, you have to get approved. Diddy is never going to be no damn NFL owner. They're not going over for Jerry it. Jones's dead body, right? <laughs> Do you think Jerry Jones is going to be sitting at the owners' meetings next to Diddy in a floor? <laughs> <laughs> Sean John outfit. You guys love money. <laughs> like this is not happening. I love this. I would love to be a fly on the wall when Jerry Jones is sitting at owners like, where's that damn Sean Combs? He pops in there with French Montana and a bottle of Ciroc. <laughs> take that. Take that. <laughs> Jerry Jones said he, he gave some comments about Richardson. Hold on, yeah. let, me, let me pull them. Said he's a great, great, great man. And that's kind of like what Cam said, frankly. But Cam also said he's like, I need to hear the full story. But you know, Cam, we all know Cam needs to stay away from the microphone anyway. So I kind of stay away from the microphone. And I also think Cam probably has Stockholm syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> How long has he been playing for Richardson? A long time. Yeah, yeah. Richardson won't even give you no damn receivers, right? Paul, what about said, the, what about the one you mentioned yesterday, Mister Johnson? Bob Johnson? Mm-hmm. I mean, that would be my favorite. I think Bob Johnson could own the Panthers. It's definitely in his neck of the woods. He definitely has the capital for it. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know if he'd be interested in buying another pro franchise, though. He already got out of that racket, you know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, they got to let you get the team. I think that's the part we 
need to focus on, and since this is the NFL, just expecting to make the worst possible decision. Yeah, I'm not expecting anything uh, that we would actually like. Somebody said Michael Jordan. I was like, Jordan Reed has his hands tied with the Hornets, one. I don't think Jordan could even afford him. I don't think he has enough money to. I mean, maybe as a ownership group he could do it, but I, I don't know yeah. if he'd be interested. Yeah, he, so Jordan is Jordan was, I think he was a semi-serious investor in the Marlins also. Under, oh, he is, uh, really? Under the uh, that Ponzi scheme runner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's your man. That's your man, Derek Jeter, that run that Ponzi scheme, though. Okay, first of all, you know I'm very anti-Yankees. <laughs> Derek Jeter is not someone I've ever liked. Uh, this is what Jerry Jones said about Jerry Richardson. Hmm. Very sad, because he's selling his team, by the way. So he's selling his team for $2 billion. It makes you sad. Mm-hmm. Jerry is really one of the one of the really, really, really outstanding men of football I've ever met. And I really admire him. I know that he made it he made it the old fashioned way. Yeah. Racism and sexism. That is very old fashioned. Yeah, like what are you talking about? He worked about, for it. He took it he took what he made in a short time in pro football and turned it into a great business, blah blah blah. Listen, Jerry Jerry Richardson, and I told you guys this yesterday, he used to be the CEO of Denny's. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And just Google Denny's and type the letter R after. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you did that. <laughs> and trust me, you'll have plenty of things to read about. It'll look like Fox News. Because <laughs> Denny's has got a really... Denny's is known in this country as the racist restaurant. Right. Which is saying I- a lot considering the history of this country when it comes to, like for you to be labeled the Michael Jordan of racist restaurants is <laughs> quite <Go>. the accomplishment. <laughs> and Jerry Richardson used to run that place. So so that's how he came up was through Denny's and what else, Cliff? And Hardee's. I thought he had, thought he had Hardee's. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Hardee's too. Mm. Just two country-ass establishments. Right. Because Hardee's is country. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Jerry I Richardson. I don't know what's going to happen, man. I mean... I, do you think this is going to in any way kind of derail what looks like a promising season for the Panthers? This is going to be a distraction the, the rest of the way out, man. No, a- absolutely no. not. These players yeah. are. They, Peppers and Thomas Davis didn't even speak to the media about it because they probably are mm-hmm. like, good, get rid yep. of that dude. And they don't want to say the wrong thing right now, but they know. <laughs> Trust me. I mean, Cam tried to answer, and Cam probably should have just – I guess Cam, I mean, Cam's the face of the team, so he, he has had to, to say something. Yep, exactly. And I'm sure Jerry Richardson has done some good things for Cam. So Cam probably feels some type of way about it. But look, if we were doing a poll on which owners were most likely to be involved in something like this. He'd be number one. Jerry Richardson would, yeah. Number one. Him and Bob McNair. Mm-hmm. That's, I know where I place in my money. I guess I could get could we get sued for slander for saying this? Probably, but whatever. Right. <laughs> Don't make me come out here and bring the receipts on you, Bob McNair. <laughs> yeah. so, One of the things I saw on Twitter today was Diddy was doing his little uh, uh, campaign on Twitter talking about yeah, retweet this message, yada yada yada. And I saw Colin Kaepernick had chimed in, I want in on this ownership group, and I was like, see. I love you, Colin, and and now, but, but now you, y'all get carried you just away. Just ruined it for Diddy. Right. <laughs> as soon as they think that you're going to be oh, involved, he ruined it for Diddy. No, he. <laughs> that's not. You know what I mean. I didn't mean he Bob ruined it for Diddy. And but. Jerry Jones are not letting no damn Sean Combs <laughs> buy a football team. Puff said he gonna have a halftime shows lit. <laughs> Performance so like that. We're Diddy ruined it for himself. Saying that dumbass. <laughs> Yeah. And he also said the first thing he would do was bring in Cap for QB comp. Let's remind Diddy that your quarterback is Cam Newton. If you I, actually own that team, like if on. you actually even watch basketball, if you even yeah. actually watch football, I, I don't think he has. I'm not sure you do. He's busy mm-hmm. getting all in the videos, all in the videos. But this is a great opportunity for the NFL to hire another minority. You know, it would be with all that's gone on in this offseason, We you know I don't need, I don't need to go into it, but. Yeah, but for them what, to save face, this would be, you know. But what I don't want is it to be a thing like, okay, the NFL has a black guy because of everything that's going on with Kaepernick and oh, social injustice and taking a knee. I don't want them to give Diddy a team just to be like, we're appeasing you people. Here you right. go. Don't right. do that. 
listen, I think the owners have a bigger thing to worry about, which is these are a lot of old white men. And there was a time when this kind of behavior was actually okay. Mm-hmm. And I bet a lot of money that he's not the only one. And if, since if, I said this to you guys yesterday, that I didn't think they'd make him sell because what happens when the next person gets in trouble? That means right. that person has to sell too. That's so why when that headline hit, we were like, whoa. Yeah. 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 So, and it was kind of a crazy how fast this went because this report came out in the LA Times Friday afternoon. 48 hours later, he's no he's no longer the owner of the team or he's selling the team. I mean, it's kind of a really fast-moving thing. And you're right, Cliff. If, if Jared Richardson got swept out like that, and I'm sure every single NFL owner, I mean, they all have skeletons in their closet. When they start getting to digging and, you know, rubber hits the road, all these dudes could probably lose their, their, right. their teams and, over this. And, and what Richardson had was a lot of those out-of-court settlements with NDAs right. and all that like, I don't know. They mentioned it was like four known cases, but I'm sure you know where there's four. There's probably more. Right. Yeah, and, and that, that's a bad look for him because when you have – we have this record of alleged racism and sexism or whatever, and then mm-hmm. you look at the track record and you're like, okay, he has all these documented out-of-court settlements to mm-hmm. hush these type of things up. Of, of mm-hmm. course, it looks bad for you. And he probably was like, you know what? I'm just getting out of here. I'm going to get rid of this team. Tells- because – He's gonna have, he's gonna have a major problem on his hands, but he didn't. I think want that investigation. That, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead, Paul. Go ahead. Finish your. Point. No, no, I'm, I'm done. Go ahead. I was just gonna say. I just think the investigation was probably about to turn up, and he's probably about to feel that heat because mm-hmm. originally, originally they said it was a team investigation. Twenty four hours later, the NFL is taking over the investigation. That tells I, you it's it's a lot of dirt that we don't know. About. I do think I think he cut his sons out. Right. I think I read something like he cut his sons out of. Getting uh, like if the team is sold, they don't get a cut. Mm, why? Who knows, man? The guy's name is Jerome Richardson. He's a <laughs> white Jerome. And all bets are off. <laughs> I know his name, Jerome. Though. Yeah, Jerome Richardson. <laughs> hey, let me stop. <laughs> oh man. Hey, 2017 is wild, man. It's well, a wild the, year. The, the thing is, they had been talking about selling before, right? Mm-hmm. This wasn't like this isn't like some. See, I think the league is going to try to treat this like we we kind of made them sell it, but there had been talk about them selling the Panthers before this. Is it from stuff that he was doing, or? Oh, uh, no, nah, I know that his son had been talking about it, and that they see. I remember reading like uh, a couple uh, like a month ago that there was like some plan already in place if the owner if his dad if the dad died, mm-hmm. which is like who says that? But the sons wouldn't have got the team, which which was the uh, the agreement, if I understand correctly. That the team would have just been sold. When do people talk about old people? What happens to their stuff when they die? Probably when there's something. Right, that's like I don't see the yeah. reason to make this kind of announcement. No, you're right. You know, so listen. Remember when this stuff happened with Joe Paterno? Mm-hmm. Paterno went from resigning to dead in like a month. If if it was even a month, maybe not even. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, so, that had that that all turned around pretty quickly. Yeah. So we'll see what happens with Jerome. But uh, I got no sympathy for you. You're about to get like two billion dollars. You probably get like one point five two billion dollars. Right, and... which, is, which is something that we probably should talk about, which is ridiculous, honestly. This guy has been pretty much a monster, alleged monster, for the past 15, 20 years. Listen, we got to stop using the word alleged when people aren't saying that they didn't do it. Well, I'm not right. trying to get sued he, here. Homeboy alleged. is not alleged. <laughs> he is no longer alleged. You didn't, you didn't even defend yourself, and nope. you've been selling out of court. Homie, you aren't allegedly anything. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, Mister. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It, it, well, my point is that his punishment is a $2 billion direct deposit into his account. Here you go. Here are your walking papers. Thanks for everything to the NFL. Here's $2 billion to your you know state. I mean, for an old gump like that, ain't like he... I mean... <laughs> 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 See, <laughs> hey, you know, Donald Duff is calling... 
Jim Cravens a box. Now you out here calling him a gump? Call look, Jerome Richardson a gump, dog. Look, man. <laughs> that old man, he's already had plenty of money. Yes, it's going to be nice checking to his account, but like, who knows how long he's going to be around to spend that. Right, look, no, but still, it, it was like what Cliff was talking about yesterday. It was like, same with Donald Sterling. You said, I don't want black people your games. He sold a Clipper for like $18 million or $18 mm-hmm. billion. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, he sold the Clippers for... I think I think Baller bought him for two billion. But here's right. the deal, man. The deal is this, though. These people like owning teams not just because they make you money, but because they make you somebody. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's one thing to be the CEO of Denny's. I'm not giving a damn about you, damn <laughs> Denny's. All right, right. Like it's interesting being the CEO of Denny's and being the owner of an NFL team. So yeah. Donald Sterling doesn't get to go to the same parties that he used to get to go to. Absolutely not. Because he don't own the bum-ass Clippers no more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the bum-ass no, Clippers now? <laughs> you salty about hey. Doc still? It's all right. Nah. Hey, that was a good trade by us. We got Brad <laughs> Stevens, man. Everybody <laughs> tripping off Doc being gone. Cool story. Glenn. Take him and his bum-ass son with him. Damn, Cliff, Doc Jeez. won you one, dog. <laughs> Kevin Garnett. Kevin Garnett won us one. Let's see, that's, that's that's for the NBA pod in the offseason. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, like, you don't get the if, – if Snyder had to go back to just doing what he was doing before, he wouldn't be – he wouldn't really – he'd just be another rich guy. Mm-hmm. These guys buy these teams not just because they are so, they're lucrative, but because it makes you somebody important. This is true. No, it's very so, true. Jerome can go back to running his Hardee's. And no one would give a damn about that. All right. It's probably except for at the country club. <laughs> a country it's... club that I'm sure I could not be a member at. <laughs> I probably would need a mop and a bucket in order to go to that place. He'd be like, Clipper. <laughs> hey. <laughs> no, it's it's funny because Everybody who I've listened oh. to on podcast today on the radio today has been doing their own version of the Jerry Richardson, like they're <laughs> impersonating his voice, and it comes off like Colonel Sanders meets Hank Hill every single time. <laughs> Literally, though. <laughs> oh. You, oh man! How do you, you like telling people you want to tell women you want to shave their legs? No, oh, that's wild. I, I, I swear. That is That's, wild. What part of the game is that? Uh, Great is, question. Like, what do you think he was like back in the eighties when he was running the right. Hardys? Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. Yeah, like you said, he, he's probably like from a time co- where that sort of thing was not even not even frowned upon, but it was just like who's going to say who's, who's going to mm-hmm. question good old Jerome? He probably even exactly. Back I know, there was a, a time where that kind of. There was a time where that kind of behavior was encouraged. Oh, of it course, was, it was everywhere. You know, it like I don't think people were ever really encouraging you to like, yeah, say something racist to this person. But I mean, there were, how many black people do you think he was working with in the sixties? Any damn way. So, <laughs> right. Uh, if, if we're being real, other than probably his driver, which I'm sure he had. <laughs> Mr. Richardson. Mr. Yeah. Like Mr. Mr. Richardson, I'm the pappy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm weak. <laughs> oh, hey, you know that this oh, podcast has hit the skids and the Redskins are no longer relevant when we start making life comments on here. You know what's funny is I wonder if people actually would know that was from life. <laughs> Oh man, uh, that is. He kind of looked like the. Uh, yes, he does kind of look like him too. He looks like the warden. What's what's the warden's name? I forgot, but he looks exactly. He like does him. look like the warden from life. That is funny. <laughs> <laughs> but him like telling all these people to call him Mister. It's crazy. Like, like what? That's some color purple shit, man. Come on, man. Mm mm mm. <laughs> But anyway, we we gotta get back to the Redskins. <laughs> we <laughs> spent the past twenty minutes talking about Jared Richardson. We spent like five minutes talking about the game yesterday. Oh. Uh, maybe we should talk about where this team is headed the rest of the season. You know, 
what do you guys want to see the rest of the season? I know that there's not anything to play for, and there's not really anything to like watch for except a few young prospects. Maybe looking at a couple guys that might be back next year, like Brashad Breeland, or thinking about Trent Murphy and where he fits in this team. What do you guys want to see the next two weeks? Well, you know what I want to see? What I've been saying since week one. How about we get Josh Dotson involved? What Give do you guys up. think? Huh? Give it up. It's not happening. Well, then, yeah, so basically Corey, we're going to, like he, the rest of the fan base that's already starting to call him a bust, we're, we're going to get to a point where it's going to be like, well, the receiver's not good because he doesn't get the ball or he doesn't get the opportunity. So as far as I'm concerned, the only thing I want to see is Josh Dotson get an opportunity. You know, maybe more than four targets. You know, could we try six, maybe seven? The only I, won't, I won't even ask for double digits no more. Let's just go for the six. The only time you're going to see him get a lot of targets is in the training camp practice videos, of which I'm sure you're going to see plenty of again next August. You know we will. Just hopefully the passes aren't coming from number eight. Um, look, we're, he- we're, we're likely headed for eight and eight, right? In yeah. This season. It's which, which is fine. That's a fine record, it, I guess. It sucks because we pay, we played the three worst quarterbacks on our schedule. Well, I guess with the exception of Brian Horner, we played them at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. As opposed to, had we started the season off with Blaine Gabbard, Brock Osweiler, Eli Manning, now you're 3-0 and to start the season. Mm-hmm. Different tune. Playing, you know. Um, look, we're going to be 8-8. Eight eight. What am I looking forward to seeing? I've seen enough. <laughs> I, I tend to agree, we, man. Like, like, like I know when young players past, are a team I can play. feel like I'm just counting down the days I can look forward to 2018. It's, it, yeah. This season couldn't end fast enough, and, and that's a shame because agree. The, the season started with so much promise, and now you're talking about it being December 18th. We've played already two meaningless games with two more to go, and, I, and people are probably just sick of it. I'm just I'm tired of even hearing what the, the rest is. I need the, a rest the quicker, break. The quicker the season gets over, the quicker they can focus on retooling this roster. And also figuring out what they're going to do with that thirty million that's Kirk Cousins will be due. Yeah, see, I think we're in a situation where we actually do have young players on our team for once. Absolutely. Like a lot of times when we were bad, we didn't actually have young talent. Mm-hmm. We know which guys can play. We do have a lot of free agents, but I don't think our off season will be determined by whether we re-sign Zach Brown or Prashad Breeland. Right, I don't think that's the survival of our team going forward has nothing to do with any of these free agents in particular. As much as we would like them to be back. Right. As much as we would, I don't think our team's 2018 is going to be determined by whether we do or do not sign any of these players. Agreed. We have some good young players. We lost some good young players during the season. Now just get this crap over with. And then we can deal with the $100 Mm -hmm. million question or whatever the hell number you want to put on it. Yep. Because that's the whole off season that's well that's going to hold up everything so that needs to get settled quickly yeah and you know we had this discussion yesterday during the game and i i think that everybody who listens to this podcast enough knows which way i lean on the cousins debate do they <laughs> i try no but see the thing is y'all two are over there of the 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 he man woman haters kirk haters uh damn dog we're, <laughs> never, we're never kirkers dog <laughs> i mean i don't think that that's some huge serious thing breaking news Y'all, y'all aren't fans of him. That's fine. No, I no, try no. to be more fair and balanced. Oh. I have to be. I got to be. This can't just be Kirk Hayden 24-7. Somebody has to be the, the voice okay. of reason. I, I, I don't mean, even think it's all about Kirk I Hayden, take offense. Though. I take offense to this idea that I'm a Kirk. Yeah. It's, it's, I, just, I just personally feel like we can do a lot more with that $30 million than what? designating that to a quarterback with a team that's not even finishing more than eight wins. That's what right. I'm saying. Listen, this team – not only does it have several needs, but are there guys in-house that are looking for contracts? I'm talking about Brandon Sheriff, who's going to break the bank. He needs to be extended. Jason Crowder needs to be extended. As you know, he should. Right. Think about it between having $30 million in cap space after you pay Kirk with guys to resign and having $70 million with guys to mm. resign with Kirk not here. So I guess the question really is, do you think that $30 million in savings is worth it to have a new guy in-house? Do you think that his production is incomparable? I personally would say yes. I think that there's a lot of quarterbacks who you can get on the cheap or perhaps a rookie on a rookie deal that can do the exact same things that Kirk Cousins is doing right now, if not better. And, and you can still win eight games. Straight up. 
Yeah, eight and eight. You know, you have a quarterback in house that's making a fraction of what Cousins was asking for. Now you also have pieces around him. You have your guys who you drafted who are paid and happy. And it, God damn it, the headache will be over. The, the Kirk debate will be for once and for all be done. I'm, I'm tired we of hope. hearing about it. We hope. Yeah, we hope. Look, listen, I, 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 this is how I look at it for myself, right? I think our team, I think we have a pretty decent roster, right? We've seen us against the top teams. Uh, really, none of them have overwhelmed us, right? Even when we played the Vikings, this wasn't like some huge talent disparity. The Vikings are one of the most talented teams in the league. And they weren't like out of our class. Nope. Played them. Sure weren't. They really weren't, right? Our problem is we don't have the impact players that the Vikings have. Agreed. The issue with Cousins is not that he's not good. It's that he is not an impact player. In the end, that's just the reality. And he hasn't proven that he can take the team to that next level. Right. He, he needs more talent around he needs, him. He need, yeah, he, we need other impact players added to our roster. And unfortunately, if you designate that 30 for Kirk, you're only left with another 30. So like Paul right. just mentioned, so you're trying to extend Sheriff and Crowder potentially. I think you want... also got to worry about your own free agents. But then right. you can also basically say you're not bringing in any other free agent because – you're not going to be able to afford it because you chose to give the quarterback nothing that impactful. thirty million. Right. I, you, you basically would essentially be relying on seven draft picks. hitting a home run in the draft. You need to hit a home run. You would, we would need to get lucky to where we're picking again in sixty at the same kind of area again as we drafted last year, and then another Jonathan Allen falls yeah. in your lap, which and it's just not gonna very happen. rare. Yeah, right. It's like the football gods gave us a layup. They're like you only get one. This, mm-hmm. Don't don't blow it. Right. We're not giving you another one. Like we got Jonathan Allen. We we were fortunate. We got a player who has the potential to be in, 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 an impact player. Dominant. What our defense needs now is we need an impact pass rusher. Mm-hmm. Another impact safety. Yeah, another impact safety. But I feel like if our defense went healthy, our defense is actually – I think it's good enough. Is it great? No. Obviously, we're not the damn Jaguars. But I no. think it's, it's on offense this year where the team just hasn't been – and it's just not been that good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And people can cite injuries. I get it. But the quarterback is out there. Mm-hmm. How good is the quarterback if our offense can still look like this with him out there? Most cases, quarterbacks getting paid that money, they're able to elevate their offense to another level right. with all those injuries. Right. Because, and I'm not saying score 30. Not, not at all. But we can't be out here scoring six. Like, come on. 14. Our offense has not looked good since the Saints game. Nope. At all. Not at all. Nope. It's just, you know, it's a thing where it's like, I'm not saying the Redskins have a loaded roster. It's far from it. But you see the building blocks. So now you've established some sort of a window to actually win something with this team. You have guys like Brandon, like Brandon Sheriff and Trent Williams and Jameson Crowder and Josh Dawson. Hopefully he gets Morgan more Moses. You, pieces on defense. Can you complement those pieces with free agents and good drafting and just slide a quarterback who's competent on a low pay scale. Like, look, for example, look what the Jaguars are doing right now. They were able to bring guys like Malik Jackson in past years and mm-hmm. guys like Clay Campbell. Campbell in past Clays. years. Like, mm-hmm. like, free agents that complement a, a good... A.J. Boye. A.J. Boye. Yep. Very right. Church. Guys who yep. were able to complement good draft picks. Mm-hmm. And Bortles, God bless him, he's been playing better. And he's also not making a, a crap ton of money. To me, that's the blueprint. That's the recipe to winning games. Blueprint is in Jacksonville, and the blueprint is being shown to us in Minnesota. And Philadelphia. Come on, man. You don't have to have – I mean, well, of course you would want to have a quarterback of the Rodgers, Brady, the Breeze, but it's not a lot of those guys walking around. So if you don't have that, you don't just go paying any old quarterback $24 or $30 million. Right. You build your roster. You allow your team – you allow special teams unit to get better, defensive unit, offensive unit to get better. Exactly. And you plug in a quarterback who can go ahead and just get the job done. He doesn't need to carry the roster. And if you look at the Jaguars, the Jaguars might make it to the Super Bowl. I've been telling you guys this for a little bit. You guys have been – I get that it's Blake Bortles, so I get the skepticism. They are going to be tough to beat. That defense is elite. So I I think it's a matter of, like, what do people want our team – uh, the timeline of our team to be because we, if you do decide to bring Cousins back, 
we're probably looking at an eight or nine win team max again, unless someone, at least on at least talent wise, our team would be at that level. Obviously, end of games and whether you win a two point game or lose it each year is kind of random, but mm-hmm. he's just he's just not that great. He's good, but he can't make up for. No, the fact that we have other shortcomings, and the great thing is our O line is very is relatively speaking young. Yep, right. The core of our O line is is young. Mm-hmm. Right. You heard uh, Jay Gruden talking today in his press conference how much they like Chase Rouye at center. So if you're talking about perhaps next year sliding Spencer Long back to guard, then you have your O line set with mm-hmm. nobody older than thirty. Trent Williams is the the elder statesman of the offensive line, right. and he's only thirty years old. That is our O line for the next four to five years. Absolutely. Yeah. You have that set, right? You no question about it. Two top five picks on that old line. Mm-hmm. Rule does look a good player. Morgan Moses is a good right tackle. Where he doesn't sure have is. Two ankle sprains. Mm-hmm. He's still balling. Um, and they, they like Spencer Long a lot. I mean, he, he's been switching back and forth between center and guard a lot. Maybe you find a home from him at left guard and you say, okay, we're going to stick you here. You're going to be there for the duration. Get used to it. And, and then he, his play improves. He plays a right. unit. And then you have Doxon, who's a young player. Mm-hmm. Crowder. Mm-hmm. Um, you hope. 86. Mm-hmm. You hope that he's fine, but you're going to have to. Obviously, I think that's a position that got his draft on. Upgrade. That is a very young core on offense. Right? Chris Thompson. Let's Chris Thompson. About Thompson. Chris Thompson. So then go, P. Ryan, who we just drafted, who seems to be playing a little mm-hmm. better. He's, he's looking good. And then defensively, Kendall Fuller. Dolph. Hopefully Nicholson can stay healthy, mm-hmm. right? But Preston Smith, Jonathan Allen, Ioannidis, mm-hmm. these are young players. Zach Brown's only 27. Right, Zach Brown, like these are young players. Yep. Man, that's what I'm saying. Just think about what $70 million can buy for you. If you really wanted to just go out there this all season and say, you know what, we need another safety, we need a tight end, we need a wide receiver to complement Doxon, and you need a left guard. You could buy top-shelf guys like that, bang, bang, bang. And let me, if you want, if you choose to do that, you could. Just to back up your point, I don't want people out there thinking we're trying to say, Danny boy, go buy a Super Bowl. No, that's not where we're staying. What you do is you take this money and you fill out your roster where you're adding talent, you're improving by adding impact players. You're not going out there buying players that are 32, 33, that are aging like we used to. Like, you need to, you need impact players. Look, there's a receiver in Jacksonville who's coming off a serious knee injury, he's younger than Doxon. It's my guy. Right, <laughs> teams need to do both. You need mm-hmm. to both sign because the thing is, in the past, we only used free agency. We traded draft picks away all the time. Yep, yep. Then we didn't have any draft picks after post Griffin. Right, we decided mm-hmm. we were going to build a draft, but now we don't have any picks. You need to do both. The Vikings have done both. It's not like they've only built their team through the draft. Same thing with the Jaguars. It's just mm-hmm. a matter of who you're paying. Like, yeah. Just look at look at their rosters. For everybody that doesn't believe it, look at their rosters. Look at what's happening today. The Jacksonville Jaguars clinched a playoff berth yesterday, people. Mm-hmm. Going with, away. With Blake Bortles as the quarterback. That's the how defense elite. is special, though. It is special. special. That is. Yeah, but they, they built it from the ground up. They got guys like, like, like Miles Jack, Paul Puzlesny. You have uh, Fowler. Uh, Fowler. Boyer. Drafted uh, the ultimate Ramsey. game changer in Ramsey. Like, yeah, come on, best man. cornerback in the league. It didn't happen overnight, but now they've built something that they can lean on. That defense is going to be good for the next five years. Top at five least. in the next five years. They're going to be down it, 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 at that least. Is, this is, we know how this league is. It goes from one great defense and then mm-hmm. they go away and then someone always shows up. And Jacksonville's here. Right. We went from the Ravens to the Bucks to the, the Steelers had their defense, like with the Seahawks. Seahawks. And then Broncos, now, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Broncos had their little short run. Mm-hmm. Now there's a new young group, and they're hungry. And this <laughs> is this is a Seahawks level defense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Big Seahawks. So, yep. I think everybody just wants to score points. I know. I get why everybody wants to have a quarterback. I think if you don't have a quarterback, the best thing to do is acknowledge that you don't have one. That's what the Jaguars did. If they had come out here and act like they still thought Blake Bowles was a franchise, Blake Bowles was a franchise level quarterback, they wouldn't be ten and four. Nope, because he would have lost them games. Yep. 
So what did the head coach say? We're going. <laughs> I hope we never have to throw it. We hope we never have to throw it. He did. He said that. He well, literally he, said that. He said that uh, before the season started. I hope yep. we never have to throw the ball. That's our goal. Never throw the ball. <laughs> Comes on the TV, Blake Bortles' agent sees it, and he's like, yeah, you might want to freshen up your resume. <laughs> <laughs> but, yo, here's the thing. You can keep winning that way. If Like, as long as you don't. I think if you don't have a Rodgers or Brady or mm-hmm. these guys who can win it, Yep, because of their own ability. As long as you don't make everything about your quarterback and your team is good, you can yep. win. Absolutely, absolutely. That's just uh, I. I don't know why this league treats it like you don't have a quarterback and you can't go anywhere. That's absurd. Well, a prime example is up in Minnesota, like your boy Keenum. Just last year, everybody wanted to run him out of the town, saying he looks like garbage. I mean, obviously, he was under Jeff. He's on Jeff Fisher. Jeff Fisher. Okay, nah, then he got his ass killed in Houston. But look, the Broncos won a Super Bowl with the worst QB in the league. <laughs> that cannot be forgotten. Like, we, people need to remember that. They right, won man. a Super Bowl with a quarterback whose numbers are the same as Deshaun Kaiser's are this year. Yes, we know his name, but he was horrible. Let's be honest. He played at the same – like, the, his – like, what did he have? Like nine touchdowns, eighteen interceptions. It was it was terrible. He, he looked terrible. was the worst quarterback in the league. Mm-hmm. And the other and their backup was Brock Osweiler. They won the Super Bowl. <laughs> so build With your Brock roster. Osweiler and the ghost of Peyton Manning. That's yep. wild. Ghost. They might as well have Peyton Manning out there throwing with his left hand. It's <laughs> essentially what they had that year. <laughs> like, straight up. Oh, man. Yeah, man. It, they had Cooper. Know. I think that was Cooper at quarterback, man. That was Cooper Manning playing quarterback. <laughs> Cooper. They won yeah. a Super Bowl. Yeah, man. It, but, you know, they showed us the recipe. They showed us the blueprint on how you, how you do this. So, you know, there's going to be a lot of questions this offseason. We've made our stance pretty clear. I, I think that it, it, I just think that this team is better than people are giving credit for. Yes, the season's been disappointing, but let, let's not go crazy. This team has a lot of pieces in place, and if you can, keep, you know, keep in this direction, stay with this coaching staff in the front office, and then you can make some wise decisions as far as personnel. Mm-hmm. That this this team isn't that far off from contending from winning a division again or or going deep in the playoffs. It, it's just you you got to get right. You got to stay healthy. You know, a lot of this is luck. I mean, you look at the Eagles. Before they lost Wentz, they were one of the healthiest teams in the NFL, and they were 11-1. Uh, the and one. Jaguars. You know, the Jaguars' defense, I think last week was the first game where a defensive player from their starting 11 missed the game. That's, wow. That's crazy. All season. Wow. That is rare, to say the least. Yeah. I think that's the thing about the NFL is that because there are so many injuries. Mm-hmm. There is really no such thing as a durable player, right? There are guys who are playing through tons of injuries. Yep. Like Trent, Trent has been on the playing field. one leg, one leg. Right. And this has happened a couple of years in a row with Trent, where Trent's had an injury and just played through it. But generally, if you're out there playing 16 games a year, it's because you're help, you're lucky as hell. Because mm-hmm. the injuries are just popping up randomly. It's it could be anybody. You're bound to get hurt. <laughs> so. This is the first year that we complained about injuries because this is the first year that we actually felt like good players were getting injured. That's yeah. how I look at it. Yeah. In the past, it would be uh, Steve Stefan Heyer. <laughs> <laughs> Chad Reinhardt. Chad Reinhardt. Like, we would be losing guys who we didn't even think they were that, were that good to begin with. Stephen Bowen back in the training room. This year, Breland. <laughs> Breland hurt his knee, right? Yeah. He's, he played with uh, – I don't know how we didn't miss more games with that knee injury. Yeah. Norman punctured his lung. Punctured his lung, man. Allen done. United hasn't been the same since he broke his hand. No. Mason Foster. Mason Foster. Zach Brown. Mm-hmm. Monte Nicholson. Mm-hmm. Right. Every week. The offense. I mean, Luval's gone. Yeah, uh, Luval's gone. Uh, eight, eight, Tyron 86. Missed, missed most of the season. Your best offensive player, Chris Thompson, was gone. Jordan Reed hasn't played. Morgan it, it, Moses it, it, had two sprained ankles. For like a month. Mm-hmm. Mind you, you only get two ankles, by the way. <laughs> so if you sprain both of those, <laughs> now you got now you're going against 
Especially when Marcus Lawrence. Like that. Yeah, man. Sheriff got hurt at one point. Yeah, Sheriff got hurt. Mm-hmm. Look, Trent. Trent Rob, Ke- Rob Kelly was hurt. So I, I don't mean to Joan, but isn't it wild that the two healthiest players on the team this year were Josh Doxson and uh, Junior Gallette? Just isn't putting, it? Isn't that crazy? That. I didn't even think of that. Isn't that crazy? Gosh. Yeah. Well, and Kirk Cousins, who, who did take a shot yesterday. That's yes, actually the first did. time, that I've, was the seen first time I've seen Kirk get rocked like that in a while. And just, like, stay on the ground. Yeah. Yeah. Don't like seeing that. I, uh, as much as we bash Kirk, don't <laughs> – bro, don't get hit like that. Yeah, but why, why in the world do you have Vernon Davis doing an ISO block on Chandler Jones? I, I, and the I crazy thing, it's every week I always feel like I see Vernon getting exposed guys, guys, in pass pro. Tight ends have to block in this league. Um, see, I'm going to sound like a Kirk hater. I'm about to sound like Kirk Hill, what I'm about to say. Kind of get hit because of his fault. Held onto the ball for a while. The rush was so wide. I think I should never. Should have stepped up. Like, you need to step up in the pocket. But whatever. Man. Whatever. Look at you. you. You blame Kirk for everything. I think I'm allowed to blame Kirk when he gets hit because of his own. <laughs> no. <laughs> but whatever. So, yeah, it's been a rough year. Just get it over with. And no one, <laughs> no one major get injured. That's it. Let's get out of here. No injuries, please. That's, that's what I'm looking forward to most. I, I'm going to leave this season in my review come New Year's Day. I'll look back on it and I'll say, you know what? A lot of things could have gone differently. You could have stayed healthier. It just didn't happen. But, you know, you have moving forward. You have building blocks. You have a full complement of draft picks. You have a lot of money. I mean, there's going to be a huge overhanging cloud with the eight car. and You don't know what's going to happen with him, but... If you just do what you're supposed to do, draft well, sign the right players, it's, it's going to be a, a situation where this thing's going to turn around faster than you know it. And I think that good things are coming in the future. I really do. This team could potentially have 60 to $70 million in cap space. Yo, and you, the truth is we went through all of this crap that we've gone through this season. We really have gotten no breaks. Mm-hmm. We're about to win eight games. Right. Yeah. In spite of all of this, we might be heading towards an eight-win season while being one of the most injured teams in the league, while playing the schedule we've had to play. Mm-hmm. So, I think if you told someone going into this season that we were going to play arguably the toughest schedule in the NFC, we were going to list all the players that got injured, and we still won eight games. I think people would have been surprised, especially if you thought we were an eight-win team going into the season. Definitely. Like we did. Right. Definitely. So. Yeah. Speaking of schedules, I I was already thinking about who we play next year, and obviously we rotate the NFC divisions, and I was like, who do we play next year? So 2015 was the North. This year is the West. Next year we got <laughs> probably the toughest division in football. You got the Saints, you got the Falcons, you got the Panthers, and you got the Bucks next mm. year. Well, but, that, that was tough this year. Yeah. True. Like A lack of change. Yeah. like That's the, th- that's the thing about this league. We didn't think our schedule was that tough going into this season. Right. Sean, Deshaun might be back in Burgundy and Gold for all we know. Hey. Um, <laughs> make the call. <laughs> no, I, I would call. I think Deshaun's one out of there since uh, Winston ate the W. I think that <laughs> you got to call Dirk Cotter and them, but listen, man, I'll slide you a fifth right now for Deshaun Jackson back. Make it happen. I'll tell you right now, you call Dirk Cotter. <laughs> you call his cell phone because. <laughs> <laughs> Because uh, that office number don't work no more, homie. Right. They, revo- they revoked his uh, key card as well. Yeah. <laughs> on, some, uh, <laughs> on some Tom Coughlin shit. <laughs> um, and then who do we have in the AFC? The AFC, we have the uh, South, South as well. South. Yeah. Tennessee, Jacksonville, Colts, Houston. Mm. And I think we're locked into the three seed in the NFC, so we're going to probably have to play. It's looking like either the Packers or the Lions from the North. Mm-hmm. And from the West, the Cardinals are probably locked in the three seed at this point, right? Yeah. Yeah, I See, think they're definitely locked in the three seed. It actually looks like a bad year. To, next year might be a bad year to put in the AFC South. Mm-hmm. Because you're getting Deshaun Watson back. You're going to get Luck back. You're going to have whoever's leading the Jaguars in that incredible team. And then Mariota and them. They're fire Mike yeah. Malarkey in them. Yeah. Well, let's hope that they keep Malarkey. Even though <laughs> – no. Um the thing is, is the shit is so far away that you just yeah. like when you play teams in a season because they only play sixteen games in the NFL. When you play people, matters so much. Mm-hmm. That's the fluke thing about it. 
Bro, so much is going to change between now and March right. before free agency hits. Like, oh my gosh. Guys Co- getting cut. Coaches getting out. fired. Coordinators leaving. Everything. GM is being surprised. Fired like like our man Scott McLuhan. Just, or, oh, is that just us? Never mind. <laughs> oh, God. Listen, we're going to do a McLuhan pod in the offseason where I just bring the facts to the table. Hey, I, I, I will enjoy that one. I mean, I'm just going to bring the facts. Receipts. The facts only podcast. Treating this man be- like he's Bobby Beathard, the, se- like the second coming or something. <laughs> we, should try, we should try and get McLuhan on, see, see if he wants to come on, speak to us. We're, we're providing Henny and Bud Lights. Oh. And, uh, <laughs> hey. Oh. Oh, my God. <laughs> hey, you're a dick. <laughs> oh, I'm joking, man. Look, you guys know I'm a huge McLuhan fan, man. I was a huge fan. So, hey. Man said, I'll bring the Henny and the Bud Light. You couldn't even <laughs> offer this man a Heineken or something. You give him a Bud Light? Well... <laughs> That's true. I mean, I have to decide with Corey. That seems like hey, he, he seems like a butt like guy. Man, as I said, wow, come on now. <laughs> Understand what we're dealing with here. I think on that note, we need to sign off. <laughs> <laughs> hey, thanks for being with us again, man. Make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at 50 Gut Blog. And make sure to follow us on Facebook, facebook.com backslash 50 Gut. I feel like we end every single show with somebody saying something borderline inappropriate, and I just <laughs> cut the mic real quick. That's the mic. Paul's over there like, damn it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Thanks for being with me again, man. Appreciate it. All righty. Peace.